Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. Join me as we dive into episode 40. We're at episode 40 already, and we pray our way through four different subjects, worship, Psalm 30, a personal prayer, and a prayer for our culture. We're going to start with worship and an opening prayer. And for that, this week, we have been focusing on the immutability of God. That just simply means that God never changes. And we have Psalm 102, verses 25 through 27 to cover that today. It says, Long ago you established the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will endure All of them will wear out like clothing. You will change them like a garment, and they will pass away. But you are the same, and your years will never end. Let's pray. Father, you have established everything I know. You have set the world in motion. You have created the stars. You have flung out the galaxies. You have crafted people and animals and the laws of nature. And yet, all of it will pass away. All of it is not permanent, but you are. You will change the world like a garment and they will pass away, but you are the same and your years will never end. You are the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and I honor you for that today. I'm so grateful for that because I can depend on you. No matter what happens in my world, no matter what looks different tomorrow than it does today, you are completely dependable. You are unchanging and I can constantly rely and depend on that. As we move into this broadcast today in this time of prayer, Father, I ask that you would guide me, direct my words, direct my thoughts, let our prayers be honoring to you. And as I pray today, I want you to direct this time so that what you want to happen in the world is brought about through our prayers. Lord, let these be all about your glory and your name. In Jesus' name, amen. We are in Psalm 30 today. It is a classic Thanksgiving song, similar to a hymn, but this one remembers a previous lament that God has heard and invites others into the celebration of thankfulness. It is called Joy and the Morning, and if I am not mistaken, we have this one, which is a morning prayer, and the next one I think is an evening prayer, so they kind of relate in that way. It's called Joy in the Morning, a psalm, a dedication song for the house of David. It says, I will exalt you, Lord, because you have lifted me up and have not allowed my enemies to triumph over me. Lord, my God, I cried to you for help and you healed me. Lord, you brought me up from Sheol. You spared me from among those going down to the pit. Let's pray. Lord, I will exalt you also. I may not have exactly the same circumstance that David had in mind when he penned these words, but you have rescued me, you have saved me, and you have healed me in many ways, some physical, some eternally. You have certainly brought salvation to my body, my doorstep, to my soul. And for that, I thank you. For that, I honor you and I will exalt you. You have lifted us up and not allowed your enemy to triumph over me. David says, Sing to the Lord, you his faithful ones, and praise his holy name. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor a lifetime. Weeping may stay overnight, but there is joy in the morning. Lord, no matter what my circumstances are, I will praise your holy name. I will sing to you for your anger is only here for a moment, but your your favor lasts forever. We might be struggling. We might be having hard times, but there is joy in your presence and there will be relief from our troubles. 
David says, When I was secure, I said, I will never be shaken. Lord, when you showed your favor, you made me stand like a strong mountain. When you hid your face, I was terrified. Lord, I called to you. I sought favor from my Lord. What gain is there in my death if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it proclaim your truth? Lord, listen and be gracious to me. Lord, be my helper. Lord, with your favor, we will not be shaken. You will make us stand like a strong mountain. When you're not with us, we are terrified. When you turn away, we have no hope. Lord, we need your face. We need your strength. We need your support. We need your security. You can make us stand like a strong mountain. And so we seek favor from you. We can do nothing here for you if we are not here. And so we ask you to be our strength, to be our helper. David says, you turned my lament into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness so that I can sing to you and not be silent. Lord, my God, I will praise you forever. Lord, you take all of our lament, all of the struggles that we have, all of the problems that we experience, and you turn them into dancing. You turn them into celebration. You turn them into honoring you and in worship. You remove our grief and you clothe us with gladness so that we can sing to you and not be silent. Lord my God, I will praise you forever. Amen. This week, as we pray for ourselves, we've been praying about idolatry, against personal idolatry in our own lives. And we have two verses today. The first one is Romans 1, 21 through 23. And it says, For though they knew God, they did not glorify him as God or show gratitude. Instead, their thinking became worthless and their senseless hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man, birds, four-footed animals, and reptiles. Let's pray. Father, we know you and we want to glorify you. We do not want to be one of the persons who knows you but don't show you gratitude. We don't want our thinking to become worthless and our senseless hearts darkened. We don't want to claim to be wise but actually be fools. And most of all, we do not want to exchange the glory of your immortal, (laughs) I got the wrong words, we do not want to exchange the glory of the immortal God for anything else in our lives. We do it all the time. We need you to bring to light those areas that we have done that, where we have exchanged the glory of the immortal God for something here on earth, for something so much less than who you are, thinking it was safer or more comfortable or more desirable. Lord, forgive us for that. I'm not sure I've said that all week, but forgive us for our idolatry. Turn our hearts away from that and towards the glory of you, the immortal God. Isaiah 2.8 says, Their land is full of worthless idols. They worship the work of their hands, what their fingers have made. Lord, our land is full of worthless idols. They are everywhere we look. And we do worship the work of our hands. Whether that is our actual work, whether that is something that we are creating, whether that is our children that we are raising, whether that is our family that we are working on, whether that is our work and our career or things that we physically make, Lord, forgive us for our idolatry. Turn our hearts away from a land full of worthless idols and instead bring your kingdom here on earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Last section we have, we have been praying for the economy all week long. And I'm going to read this quote from Matt Herman. I think I read it the day we came into this on Monday. I want to read it as we leave because I think we need to continue to pray for this. Matt Perman says, 
I pray for the economy at all times, not just times of crisis, because as Christians, we are to wish for and seek the welfare of others. There are few things that have more impact on the welfare of large groups of people in the physical sense than the state of the economy. Therefore, I believe that the command to love your neighbor implies that we desire, that we seek, and that we pray for the welfare of the economy. That's what we've been doing all week. We'll continue with Galatians 6, 4, and 5. It says, Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else, for each one should carry their own load. Father, I pray that you would lead us to a desire, a willingness, and the opportunity to carry our own load in the context of our economy. Pray that we would have the option to work. Pray that we would find work. Pray that we would have the willingness and the desire to carry our own load. And I pray against comparison in our life. Let us not be comparing to what we once had. Let us not be comparing to what our neighbors have. Let us not be comparing to what those on social media have or our friends or family have. Lord, teach us to take pride in ourselves alone without comparison so that we can each carry the load that you have prescribed for us in this season. Psalm 90, 17 says, May the favor of the Lord our God rest on us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Father, our work we give to you today as an offering. And I pray that you would establish it. Whatever we are supposed to do through it, with it, in it, I pray that you would make that happen. That that would be driven by your power and not our effort. Pray, Spirit, that you would lend your power to the work of our hands, that you would establish it forever in righteousness. I pray that you would cause it to have eternal impact. That doesn't mean that we are all working for a ministry or for a church, but I pray that as we are in all the places of life that we find ourselves, in vet offices, in grocery stores, in retail shops, in manufacturing plants, in research, in science, in medicine, all of those places where you have specifically put your believers, your people, your children, I pray that the work of their hands would be established and that their eternal benefit for them being in that position, that they would see those opportunities for eternal benefit, they would take them, they would be obedient, and that you would establish that for your eternal kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank y'all so much for joining me today for prayer. I really appreciate you being here. We will be back next week, but it'll look a little different, and I will get to that in a moment. If you're watching the broadcast and you're enjoying joining me for prayer, I ask that you would share it with one friend who you think would like to join us in prayer as well. If you're listening to the podcast, I ask that you would subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It will get our podcast in front of more people who can join us, join their voices to ours in prayer as well. As we move to next week, this is Friday, we got a whole weekend, so I'm giving you fair warning. Next week, the schedule will look a little different from here on out, actually, not just next week, but there on out. We are going to kind of compress the schedule a little bit. We'll be doing our teaching broadcast at 10 o'clock on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and we will be doing this prayer broadcast on Tuesday and Thursday, all at 10 o'clock, one broadcast, 10 o'clock, three days of teaching, two days of prayer. Now, we're doing that for a couple of reasons mostly, (laughs) mostly to give me some bandwidth to do some different exciting things that I have planned coming up for y'all. And we will see you back here next Tuesday. 
My heart is that as we pray these scriptures together, that we would all grow in our prayer lives and that God would use this time to speak into your life as he uses it to speak into mine. Pray that he will answer these prayers in mighty, mighty ways. And I most of all pray that you will fall deeper in love with a God who gave us these words. Amen. Amen. 